All right, we made it to episode seven. Welcome to the to the value vault. For those of you new, welcome. Now, the the intention behind the podcast, the whole brand, everything that I feel like I do in life is it's tailored around just providing value, providing impact, and especially with the Value Vault podcast, my intention within it is to help you realize the potential that's actually inside of you that we all have inside of us and take it a step further and help ignite the courage for you to actually tap into it and realize it and create that life with more meaning, more purpose, more clarity, more direction. So I do feel like it's needed in the world now more than ever. And the intention behind the the episode today, it's it's tailored around becoming uncommon. And I think it's especially needed as a conversation for for many reasons, really. And I think some of them to go through them is the first one is that if we want to have something we've never had, then it means we've got to do something we've never done. And if we want a different life than the majority of people get to live, then we've got to do things that the majority of people don't actually do. To live an extraordinary life, we've got to do extraordinary things. We've got to do things out of the ordinary. We've got to do things which are uncommon. We've got to have a level of belief in ourselves and conviction within our dreams, within our abilities that are uncommon. That is the prerequisite. That is the requirement in order to have and be extraordinary. That's the prerequisite. We've got to do things which are extraordinary. And I think with my own journey, especially when you do decide to commit to that, when you do decide to do things which is outside of the norm, which isn't going out drinking, which isn't spending your money on designer clothing, which isn't getting yourself into debt to just buy liabilities and all of these things, you know, you are starting to wake up and realize that the way things are being done by the masses, which is 95% of society, is getting a certain result. And that result for a lot of people is debt, no fulfillment, no purpose, no drive or ambition, no belief, and ultimately settling for a life which is less than what they deeply want. That's how most people are living. That's how I was living for so long. Now, in terms of the actual circumstances, in terms of financially, there hasn't been much of a shift in that yet. But I think it's important for us to understand that the shifts that we do start to see within the change in our life is just the, the way in which we view ourselves, the way in which we actually view our life, the way in which we actually use and view money, the way in which we actually use and view our time and our energy, the people who we surround ourselves with, you know, those things are what change in the beginning, which ultimately lead up to the big changes in the end. You know, you change what you put in, you change what you put out. And I don't think it's very, very relevant because I know with my own journey within that, when you do decide to go against the green and decide to miss out on events and decide to turn down invitations for doing certain things and seeing certain people. And you just start to become a little bit more observant and mindful about how you actually are operating. 
the thoughts that you are thinking about yourself and about your life, you start to become more inquisitive and thinking, why am I actually telling myself this story? Why am I just accepting the way things are and not doing anything about it? When you spark that curiosity and then you start to operate in a way which now starts to demonstrate more awareness, which now starts to demonstrate if somebody was to sort of look at yourself, it's like, hmm, what are they actually doing? And what you'll find is there was something which was pretty profound for me and it came from Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it was called the cash flow quadrant. And it's a quadrant which essentially resembles the formula for wealth. And if you were to imagine a, a page divided into four sections, on the top left corner, you have an employee. On the bottom left corner, you have a self-employed. On the right top right corner, you have a business owner. And on the bottom right corner, you've got an investor. Now, something which blew my mind was that when he demonstrated on this quadrant, everybody on the left-hand side of the quadrant, which is an employee and a self-employed person, that equates to 95% of society. Now, 95% of society are on the left-hand side of that quadrant. 95% of society are trading time for money. 95% of society are waking up at the same time, spending the money the same ways, doing the same things on an evening, doing the same things on a weekend, have the same problems, and ultimately have the same results in the same lifestyle. Now, 95% of society only earn 5% of the money earned in the world. 95% of society on the left-hand side of the quadrant earn only 5% of the total money earned in the world. That as a statistic blew my mind. And that's what really made me start to question the way that I've actually been doing things. Because only 5% of society on the right-hand side of the quadrant, only 5% of society earn 95% of the total money earned in the world. So the reason why I've mentioned that is because the reason why it's essential for you to become uncommon, for you to do things which are uncommon, is because if you do what everybody else does, you will get what everybody else has. And if we understand that the masses have results which don't really have fulfillment, don't really give any joy and abundance in the life, they're restricted. If we realize that the masses are living that life because they are doing things which are common, anything which is done by a large group of people is known as something which is common to do. And we've already established because of the cash flow quadrant that what most people are doing isn't working. So choosing to become an uncommon person really is the key and fundamental part of the process to achieving a life that not very many people get to live, a life where personal excellence, a life where self-mastery, a life where drive, purpose, meaning, abundance, wealth, prosperity, all of those things are displayed on a day-to-day -day basis. That's the lifestyle. That's the way of living. And that's why it's fundamental for you listening to this to become observant of yourself, to become observant of how you are actually using your time outside of work, 
during work, before work, and ask yourself, am I doing what most people seem to be doing? And if you are, ask yourself, do you want the results that most people have? And if you don't, then we've established that we can't do what most people do. We've got to do what the few people do out there in the world. And I think the reason why a lot of us don't actually go after that and embody that is for a couple of reasons. One of which for me and my journey, I just wasn't actually aware that I actually could do anything different. It's not that I was riddled with fear and had limit and beliefs, which undoubtedly unconsciously I did and still do and will always have because I'm always going to be growing. I'm always going to be striving to become more than what I am, which ultimately means they are going to be beliefs that limit me. But the reason why I was going across, the reason why I was going through life and going along with what everybody else was doing is just because I didn't know there was another way to do things. I thought everybody in the world done what I did and it was up to fate in the universe or God or infinite intelligence to just randomly pick who experienced wealth, who experienced freedom, true freedom. And I thought that everybody was doing what I was doing. I thought everybody was getting finance on cars. I thought everybody was spending all the money going out drinking and on takeaways and on designer clothes and on holidays. I thought everybody was just scrolling on social media all of the time. I thought everybody was doing what I was doing. And it just so happened that the universe just randomly picked by the look of fiat who got to experience freedom and wealth. I didn't actually know that the people who were experiencing that way of life were actually doing things very, very differently than how I was doing them. <laughs> they weren't using the time the same. They got up earlier. They read books. They listened to podcasts. They studied. They took risks. They invested the money. They'd done things with fear. And then when I began to really start to engage in personal development and I become aware of what fears were, I become aware of what limiting beliefs were, I become aware of all of these things which do keep us stuck where we are, I actually become aware of a great secret, many secrets, one of which is that the people who I looked at in awe and I looked at who, you know, I, I put them on this pedestal of being extraordinary and someone or something that I could never, ever embody and emulate and become. I didn't realize that the same fears that I was that I became aware of that I was operating with, which was keeping me held back, which is that I'm not good enough. It can't be done. It's too hard. It's too difficult. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. It can't be done. Like all of these things, I become aware that those people who I envied had the exact same things going on in their life, the exact same thoughts and feelings, but they done it anyway. They couldn't be bothered to get out of bed at five o'clock, but they'd done it anyway. They were fearful about investing money into a business, but they'd done it anyway. All of these things that I was sort of having as an alibi as to why I wasn't going after my goals and desires and dreams, partially one, because I never actually knew what they were, but two, because of the things that were holding me back. I realized that those same people had those same things going on, but they'd done it anyway. They knew or some of them might not have knew, but they operated this way anyway. But they had an understanding that in order for them to have 
what the majority of people don't has have is a way of living, then they've got to do things that the majority of people will never do. They will invest money. They will invest their time. They will go to the gym. They will be disciplined. They'll miss out on events. They'll take risks. They'll push through fears. Because they understand that that's a part of the process to become somebody they've never been and to have something they've never had and to live a way that they've never lived. So I invite you to ask yourself, how have you actually been operating? How do you spend your time? How do you spend your money? What do you spend your time doing? And is that what the masses are doing? And then become observant of the life that you were living. And it's not to say that you should be unhappy with the way your life is. You can absolutely love the way that your life is. That doesn't mean that things can't get better. It doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean, you know, the only way to change our life, we don't have to be depressed or riddled with anxiety. We can be extremely grateful and happy with the way things are, but still want more without coming from a place of lack, without coming from a place of what I've got isn't what I want. What you have might be exactly what you want. But we need to understand a very simple law of the universe. It's create or disintegrate. It's that what we have won't always be if we do what we've always done. Because it's a game of growth. It's a very simple principle of the universe. It's create or disintegrate. Nothing remains idle, whether that's in business, whether that's in the economy, whether that's in your health, whether that's in your relationships. If we aren't growing, if we aren't always striving to develop and improve and optimize and just become better, then things will eventually go into the law of rhythm, hypnotic rhythm, and it will just gradually start to decline and decay. So you can be extremely grateful for the way things are. And that is the most powerful place to operate in life and the most powerful place to create. If you can tap into the gratitude for what you've got, that is putting you in such a powerful position to create more of what you want. Because if we aren't grateful for what we have now, then the lie is that we will be grateful when we get this thing. It's a lie. Because all the body understands is now. The body doesn't have any concept of time. It doesn't understand time. Time's the ego. Time's an illusion. Time actually doesn't exist. I know this might sound like a rabbit hole, but time doesn't actually exist. All we ever have really is the present moment. That's all we have. Because the time that you were listening to this right now, if you were to rewind the clock 24 hours, well, then that would mean that this moment right now would be the future. But you aren't calling the moment that you're in right now the future. You're calling this moment that you were in right now the present. Fast forward the time 24 hours, this time tomorrow, then we are calling that the future. But when you were in that moment, you still aren't going to see that you were living in the future. You were going to see that you were in the present moment. Time doesn't actually exist. The body only understands now what is. So when we choose to tap into gratitude for what we have, for the way that we've been operating, for the life that we are living, for the way that our circumstances are, one, we're igniting a very, very powerful emotion and vibration into our life. Two, we're actually going to feel good about the way things are, which is not all we ever really want to feel good. 
And three, you're then putting yourself in an even more powerful position to actually create more of that thing because you were going to become a magnet to it, which is the law of attraction. The law of attraction decrees that like attracts like. Fundamental law of the universe, everything vibrates. The law of vibration. Feelings are a word that we use to describe the vibration that we are in. So when you say, I feel good, what you are in essence seeing is that I am consciously aware that I'm in a positive vibration. Feelings are a, are a word that we use to describe the vibration that we're in. When you see that you feel good, you are in essence seeing, I am consciously aware that I am in a positive vibration. Or if you say that I feel like shit, then it's, I am, I am consciously aware that I am in a negative vibration. Whatever vibration we are in is what we are in harmony to attract. Like attracts like. We vibrate. Everything vibrates. Put your body under a microscope and you will see particles of energy bouncing around. Everything vibrates. So the reason why I tap into gratitude for the way things are, for the way that you are, for the person who you are, for the way that things have been, scientifically, quantifiably, you are going to put yourself in harmony with more good things then it means that you're actually going to be feeling good about what is, which, as I mentioned, that's all we ever really want. But also within that, an incredible relief, an incredible release of all of the energy that we can sometimes carry as a burden for not being grateful for the way things are or wishing things were different. We're going to free ourselves from that energy as well, which, yet again, is an uncommon way of operating, choosing to operate that way, choosing to retain the power choosing to take back your control and not allowing outside circumstances situations or events or people to dictate your emotional state choosing to be grateful for the way things are choosing to be grateful for what has been or what's been done choosing to be grateful for the people regardless of what they've done not for their benefit but for your benefit because you're going to harness more of a feeling of feeling good which is all you ever really want isn't it so that's also an uncommon way of operating. So when we understand that if we do what most people do, we will get what most people get. If I wake up at the same time that everybody else wakes up, and if I do the same thing that most people do when they wake up, which is scroll on a phone or think about the problems or dwell about the past, then if I just get ready for work and go to work, listen to the radio, listen to the news, and then just go to work, and then on my breaks, scroll or chit-chat, and then come home, and then scroll even more, and then watch Netflix, or smoke some joints, or have a couple of drinks, and then go to sleep, and then wake up, and do that same thing five days out of seven, and then on the weekend, go out drinking, or go out partying, or just chilling out and zombifying. All, all of these things. We aren't creating the time to create a different result. We aren't using our time to create a different result. If we keep doing what we've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. And that is a principle and a law that applies to everybody. And this is a journey that I'm on myself as well. I am by no means perfect. I am 100% on this journey of improving. So I'm by no means perfect. But when I reflect, which I do a lot of, of how I can be doing better, I am mindful of old habits that creep up, of slipping down the hole of scrolling too much of getting caught up in just bullshit conversations, 
of acting 3D. You know, I become mindful and aware of that. And I realize now that, okay, it is what it is. That's happened. It's awareness. And I'm just continuing to grow and I'm continuing to evolve and expand my awareness. And when we decide to do that, when we embark on that path and on that journey, that's when real change can start to happen because it's in those moments we can then ask ourselves a question. Is what I'm about to do right now help me in any way? And then when we get anchored into a reason why for changing, when we get clarity of the person that we want to become, the life that we want to live, the things that we want to do, we now have something to what would the word be? We now have something to actually compare what we are about to do to. Like, hmm, okay, this thing that I'm about to do isn't actually going to get me there because now I've got a reference. And when we just decide to operate in that way, I've just become an inquisitive and just become conscious and getting an anchored and clarity of a vision for the future of a person who we want to become, of the life that we want to live. We now have grounds and we now have something to actually compare behavior which can serve us or behavior which won't serve us. And when we have the clarity of the end result that we want to achieve, we can now easily dis have like a distinction between what is servant and what isn't servant. I want to live that certain way. Well, okay, that thought doesn't serve me. It might be true, but it doesn't serve me. I want to live this way. I want to become that person. Well, me doing that thing isn't going to serve me. It isn't going to get me there. That yet again is an uncommon way of operating. So really when you decide to step into and when you decide to become uncommon and not do what the masses do and in fact do the opposite of what most people do, I think it was Grant Cardone who said that. The easiest way to change your life is look at what everybody else does and, does the, and do the opposite. What's everybody else doing? Okay, great. Do the opposite. <laughs> and that is so true. That is so true. Don't eat what they eat. Don't spend your time the way that they spend the time. Don't spend your money the way that they spend the money. Don't talk about what they talk about. Don't go where they go. I think Les Brown also talked about that as well. So that if you don't want to make an impact fit in, Go where they go, dress how they dress, speak how they speak, do what they do, fit in. If you want to make waves, you've got to be willing to step out of the current. Fundamental. So, how have you been operating? And if you're listening to these podcasts, then I know that you want to improve yourself. I know that you do because you wouldn't be listening to the podcast, especially if you were listening to it at this point. So I already know that you want to improve. I already know that there's something inside of you that's thinking, yeah, I want more. I want to become more. I know that I can become more. The way things are, the way that I've been, I'm, I'm ready to change it. So have that humility, have that vulnerability with yourself. How have I actually been operating? What am I doing that I know isn't actually serving me in any way? How do I want to be operating? How do I want to feel? How do I want to live? How do I want to be? 
that's going to help distinguish between the thoughts, feelings, and actions which are going to serve you or which aren't going to serve you. And it's in those moments where you get to make the conscientious decision. Am I going to do this? And then switching it. But remember, if you do what most people do, you're going to get what most people get. The secret to having what people don't have is to do what most people aren't willing to do. You've got to be willing and able to become uncommon, to do the uncommon thing, to live an extraordinary life. You have got to become an extraordinary person. Fundamental. So that's it for the episode today. If you do feel like there was value in this, please share this, share the message. If you feel like there's somebody who needs to hear this, or if there's somebody who actually is on that path of bettering themselves and they are becoming a little bit more of a recluse, they are becoming a little bit more silent in the chats, or they are starting to do things differently in their life, support them, encourage them, recognize them, acknowledge them. And if you are one of those persons, right, acknowledge yourself. Please, brother, acknowledge yourself. Please, sister, acknowledge yourself. Because what you are doing is uncommon and it's beautiful. And it's exactly the path to be on to create that end result, which you know deep down in your heart of hearts that you want to have. I promise. And just remember, as always, your mind is the creator. You are the observer. And your life can change in an instant the moment that you decide to change. And I hope that you change. Peace out.